What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland and I'm so excited to be here with you. Today is a super informational show. So we're chatting with Lori Miller of Lori Miller Designs. And Lori is a quilter, a pattern designer, an AccuQuilt go-getter, and an electric quilt educator. She accomplishes more in her sewing room in a day than I think I can do in a week. Um, And she has a lot of fun info to share with us. But to start the show, I'm handing the mic over to Jody, the editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, to talk about die cutters. If you've been thinking about getting one or are just curious about how this machine can help your sewing life, this episode is for you. Take it away, Jody. Thanks, Lindsay. Now, you know, um, most of us cut fabrics for quilts with either scissors shears or a rotary cutter but there is another option and that's the die cutting system now what is it exactly and how does it work in most cases it's a system that requires kind of three parts there's a fabric cutter and i like to think of that as the machine there's a die and then the third part is a mat and the mat usually matches the size of the die that you're going to be using with it So die cutters have easy to turn handles or crank and that moves the die, the fabric and the mat through the machine. There are some machines that are run by electricity and they use a button that's pushed and that engages the machine instead of the hand crank. Dies themselves are made of steel blades formed into a shape to be cut. And because they do cut through multiple layers of fabric, they can be pretty sharp. So you want to make sure and handle them with care. The blades themselves are then surrounded by a foam, uh, so you can safely run them through your machine and over your hand. But it's just something that you do want to be careful with. Now, how does it work? So the die is placed on the bed of the machine, and then layers of fabric are placed atop the die. Blade side up. Then a mat is placed on the top of the fabric. The die is then put through the machine and it compresses the foam, adding pressure that forces the blades to cut through the layers of fabric. In just a matter of a few seconds, you have multiples of your desired shape. Now, what are the benefits of a die cutting system? Well, first of all, it is faster. You can put typically six layers of cotton fabric at a time on a die. And some dies even have multiple shapes or multiples of the shape. So for example, if it's a geometric shape like a triangle or a strip, sometimes there may be six or uh, eight different triangles or five or six different strips on that die so then in addition to getting the six layers of fabric you also get the nested shapes on the die and that gets you even more pieces that swipe through the machine now we all know that accuracy is really important in patchwork and the die cuts these consistent pieces each time So you don't have to worry about if you're lined up on the correct line or if your ruler slips a little bit 
Because it is a specific die, it'll cut those pieces accurately every single time. Now, another benefit of a die cutting system is cutting applique shapes. We know that those can be super time consuming and tricky to cut because normally you're doing those one at a time with the scissors. Have you ever tried to cut them by hand, circles by hand? Oh my gosh, you know, it's not easy to get perfectly round pieces. But a die cutter will give you consistent cuts every single time. Now another thing um, that can be a benefit is if you have dexterity issues with your hands, for example, if you have arthritis or you have an injury, a die cutter can be an easier way for you to cut those pieces. Now, I had a medical issue a few months ago, and I couldn't grip a rotary cutter safely. But by using a die cutting system, I could still cut pieces and continue sewing. What are some of the things that you should think about before purchasing a die cutting system? Well, one of the things is what kind of quilts do you make? Do you make quilts that have many of the same size and shape pieces? If you do, a die cutter can make these cuts much faster for you. Maybe you like to applique. Like I said earlier, cutting dozens of circles, petals, and leaves can be very time consuming and we don't always get consistent and accurate cuts when we're doing them by hand. A die cutter can provide that result for you. Another consideration is do you have space to set up a die cutter on a table or a flat surface. And when you're done with cutting, do you have room to store the cutter, the dies, and the mats? And the third thing to think about is there are some die cutters that have the crank for the handle and others that are electronic where you push a button. And do you have a preference? Sometimes there is a Um, price difference in those and so that also can play into your considerations for purchasing a die cutting system. Now currently one of my favorite sets of dies is from AccuQuilt and it's the Go Cube English Paper Piecing One Inch Finished Sides Set. I know that's a mouthful I'll say it again it's the Go Cube English Paper Piecing one inch finished side set. Now, this is actually a group of dies. There's eight in the set. Four dies are for cutting fabric, and the other four dies are for cutting the paper templates that go with the corresponding fabric shapes. Now, the four shapes included um, each have the one inch sides, so they can mix and match together, and the four shapes are hexagon, half hexagon, triangle, and diamonds. And I've had a ton of fun putting some of these parts and pieces together to come up with all kinds of fun designs. Now, you can also use these in a variety of projects, and there is a cutting mat and a pattern booklet included with the set. And AccuQuilt also has some online instructional videos to show you how to use the um, parts and pieces of their dies that they produce.
Now, with this uh, English paper piecing set that I just referred to, I've made a couple of pin cushions, and I've also started a couple of wall quilts using this die set. And I love the versatility because even though it's made for EPP, one of the quilts that I'm currently putting together on my sewing machine, or I'm putting together on my sewing machine, so I'm not doing it with the paper pieces in it, but I'm actually just cutting the pieces out and then putting them together on my sewing machine. Um, it's using half hexagons, and I love the accuracy of the cuts and the fact that after I've cut my pieces, I can just sit down at my sewing machine and start sewing. Just like other appliances in your home, research the types of machines and choose the one that best suits your needs. Read reviews, both the good and the bad ones, and ask your quilting friends. Check out the videos on the different manufacturers' websites to see the machines in action. Thanks so much, Jody. This is great info. Um, I've not used a die cutter very often in my quilting life, um, but you've inspired me to try it out on an upcoming project where I have a lot of the same pieces to cut. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we're chatting with Lori Miller. Welcome back. Last month, I had the pleasure of chatting with Lori Miller, an amazing pattern designer and educator. She's incredibly smart and thoughtful with her designs and how she makes her tools work harder for her. Enjoy! Well, hi Lori. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So let's start out with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your your business, and how you got started quilting. Well, I actually started sewing when I was really little. So my mom always sewed clothes. So I started sewing when I was 11, sewing clothes. And my first outfit was this beautiful red and green plaid double knit pantsuit bell bottoms it was the <laughs> of course <laughs> and i still have that little that tiny little outfit but um so really i sewed clothes for most of my for quite a while and the first quilt that i ever made was i was a senior in high school and i made a scrap quilt uh, that i took to college then but i didn't know anything about quilting at the time i didn't know what a walking foot was i kind of the back of it was a daisy penny sheet uh -huh. and the it's kind of self-bound because I just did what I thought would work. and uh, But I did use that quilt all through college, so um, it served me well. But I really didn't quilt then until I was pregnant with my son. And I thought he he needed a quilt. So I, uh, went, I actually went to, looked up the local guild in my area and I went to a quilt guild and then I signed up for some classes and with my sewing background, it wasn't real, it wasn't a big leap, let's say, and I just loved it. So from there, I just, I haven't really looked back, I guess, when I'm from doing my quilting. But I will tell you, like, I always wanted to change the patterns. I always wanted something a little different. So I always had an interest in designing at, at that time too. So I could, just like I can't follow a recipe either without throwing something else in. I same thing with my sewing and quilting. I want to do put my spin on it, right? You got that creative yeah. mind. <laughs> so since we're kind of talking about your style of quilts, so you've designed for our magazines quite a bit. 
Um, but for those who maybe don't know your designs or haven't um, connected with you yet online, can you describe your style of quilts and like where your inspiration comes from? So I would, I, I lean a little towards modern, but I would say it's modern traditional. So I really have my roots in a traditional environment in that traditional quilting experience. So, you know, after I started quilting, I discovered that my grandmother and aunts all had quilted on the farm in Earlham, Iowa. Uh, and so, and I actually inherited a few of their quilts and it's beautiful handwork. Oh, that's special. And so I love, but I love those traditional blocks, but I'd like to put my spin. So I like bright colors. I like rainbow patterns and I like gradation of color. And I also love a big, big block. I want to get my quilt done fast. <laughs> I like to see it. I like to see it. So I like, I really play with scale. I would say uh, with negative space, I like to have uh, negative space because I like to play with free motion quilting. So uh, I tend to have that style within my quilts, but most of them are um, fairly, fairly easy to make, right? So. So the beauty in them is the, that choice of color. So my quilts allow, I think my designs allow other people to really put their stamp on it by their choice of colors and the way they quilt it and put it together. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Just knowing what I know about your designs, I think they're, um, they're very approachable. Um, but in my opinion, I think they look a little, I think they look more complicated than they are. So you get this like really amazing effect your quilting is gorgeous. Your color choices are so interesting. So I think you get this more complicated look. And I think you're right that that it's they're the perfect patterns for people to play with and put their own touch on. Thank you. Yeah. So you just came up with a new product that I cannot wait to hear more about. So it is EQ8 AccuQuilt Block Library Files. That is a mouthful. <laughs> Um, so do you want to just tell us a little bit about your relationship with AccuQuilt and Electric Quilt and kind of what led to this development of this product? Well, I have to take a little step back. So uh, how I kind of led me to where I'm going. So in my past life before quilting, I was a director of information technology. So I started out as a programmer many, many years ago. So I, I had that in my toolbox. So when I started to want to design quilts, I had that free freedom. I, the pen and paper, pencil and paper wasn't gonna cut it for me because I have that incredible background. And what I discovered was electric quilt. And electric, I actually started with electric quilt seven and that's a quilt design software. So from, of course, my background was automotive, so I think of it as a mini CAD CAM for quilts <laughs> and automotive CAD CAM designs, design, right? So, so I, about that time that I looked into that, Electric Quilt had a their very first EQ Academy, which was um, classes they held on site to learn, on site in Ohio, to learn the software, and I went. And I was just engrossed in it. It was so, I was so enthusiastic that um, within a couple of years, I found myself actually teaching at that very same academy. That's amazing. So they, they really embraced me and I, um, and really supported me in that interest. Plus, 
Plus, it was the most perfect thing to design quilts with because you can easily like drop blocks in and change colors and patterns before you ever cut into that expensive fabric, right? So um, that's how I got involved with Electric Quilt. So about, so around, you know, I, I was really getting into Electric Quilt and I uh, joined a group, a local group here of Quilts of Valor and they had an AccuQuilt cutting system. And I'd heard about it, but I, I always thought, oh, I'm fine with my rotary cutter and my ruler. Why do I, why do I need to look at that? Well, I cut out a quilt in like an hour, a whole quilt in an hour <laughs> using this, this uh, tool. So it's a die cutting machine where they have die piece, you know, dies that cut out the shapes of your quilt, and they're so crisp and accurate. And I, I could sew a block, and it was actually the right size when I was done. I didn't have to, you know, adjust or, or do anything with it. So um, once again, I was like, oh, I am so into this. That didn't stop me from still using all your tools, but it was just one other option for you to do to be able to create quilts um, very, very quickly and for great, you know, for great reasons. So I actually then contacted them and I became one of their go-getters. So for both Electric Quilt and EquiQuilt, I started blogging for both of them, doing lessons and patterns and designs just because I love their products. So EquiQuilt has something called a cube. The cube is eight is a eight dies that are all different shapes, eight different shapes that create four patch quilt blocks when you mix and match them. And you can do hundreds, literally hundreds of blocks with those shapes. And in their little brochure, they had pictures of all the blocks that you could use. And I thought, well, I just want it. I want those blocks in my electric quilt to design with. So I literally drew 216 four patch blocks so that I could use them with my, with my electric quilt software. And when I was all done, I had this crazy idea that maybe I wasn't the only quilter who loved both products and would like to have that library file of quilt blocks. So I created it and it's the response has been over really overwhelming for me. So it's been really positive. And um, I've since made started to add more libraries to the grouping. So I've done a series of nine patches and a series of uh, their block on board. So block on board is where you have all the pieces of a, of a quilt block on one die board. So, so these products are basically, they let you design them electric quilt and then cut them out with your AccuQuilt. And it's a, as simple as that. <laughs> well, it sounds complicated to design <laughs> and come up with in your head, but I think you've made it easy for people who are users of both those programs. And, um, yeah, I just feel like this was like, you, you found your little niche, like you took your background of your previous job and your love of quilting and just reached out to companies whose products you already loved and were using and look at what, <laughs> look what happened. It's amazing. It was like a, ha I think it is kind of like a happy little accident where I, I just, I thought, why can't I find this already? Right. I thought someone should have this already and I didn't see it. So I saw an opportunity and thought and um, 
it's worked out really well. And I, I'm really in the currently in the process of creating two more libraries. So more to wow. come. Where yeah. can people get the libraries? So there are two locations. So one is my shop, which is an Etsy shop, um, Lori Miller Designs. And then AccuQuilt has just started carrying them as well on their site. Oh, so, cool. so wherever you uh, like to shop, but they're online, they're downloadable. They're um, just, it's just like a data file. So it's, uh, and I have information on my site that shows you exactly how to get the, get everything and download it for you. So, uh, and there's lots of information. So on my own blog, which is lauriemillerdesigns.com. Perfect. Yeah. We can link to all of that in our podcast show notes so that people can just click and go right to it. Okay. Um, so we did just want to do a quick shout out to AccuQuilt because they are one of our podcast sponsors this month. Um, so did you want to quickly share any of your, do you have favorite die cuts or favorite features about their products you wanted to share with us? Or even like, do you have any tips for storing die cuts? Because I'm assuming you have a lot now. Well, I'm defi- it's definitely growing. The pattern's <laughs> growing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, first I'll just tell you, but obviously my favorite, favorite one is those cubes where yeah. you can do all yeah. different kinds of blocks. So that makes you let you mix and match. So, and I love those too, because you can, you can cut up that giant pile of scraps you have and, and have shapes ready to use for the, for future projects. And the, when we talk about those block on board dies, there's some intricate designs that I would not want to cut out with my rotary cutter that I love that they're on the block on board. So they have like a mariner's compass, even something as simple as a log cabin or the pineapple block are some of my favorites because they would be tedious to cut out. And with the AccuQuilt, it just goes so fast. And I, those are some of my, I guess, favorite ones of those. But when you think uh, of AccuQuilt too, it's not just piece blocks. They have lots of great applique shapes. So it's hard to pick, you know, one thing. The, I, I'd say the ones I'm using the most currently were, they have that little owl die. It's an oldie but goodie. Yes, yeah, that's the popular of, one. Yeah, that you can make lots of cute stuff. And then I have been making those little pouches with the camper. Yes, camper yeah. But um, they have, no matter who you are, they've got an applique shape for you. For you. They, they just came out with, I think, dinosaurs and teacups, I think it was. So anything that you can think of, they probably have a great applique shape for that. So, um, and my, fir- and my favorite, so the, my favorite storage is the, just their basic storage rack, but I'm going to tell you for a different reason. So I like to use it. So it's, it's, um, it's like a little rack. I would say it like looks a kind file of like, holder. yeah, like a file holder. It looks like that, but I use it when I'm actually going to cut out my shape. So when I put it on my, um, table i can line up all those dies you don't have to try and stack them up and try and like mix and match and pull them around they're all lined up you can easily cut cut them and and move them around that's a good idea it's kind of your little to-do list on your in order of what you need (laughs) exactly exactly you can and just grab it and cut when you're on that particular color fabric that you need that shape so so there's my uh my favorites i guess of what i've been um liking with AccuQuilt recently. Yeah, I love what you said about cutting your scraps. I have been making so many scrap quilts lately, and it does get tedious to cut 
all of my strips and squares from all these odd shaped pieces of fabric. I have never thought of just folding them and sticking them on our die cuts. <laughs> I just bought the big, they have a really big one that's two and a half inch squares. Yeah. And I yeah. just bought that so I could go to town on, because I got a lot of great patterns that, you know, when you've got those smaller shapes, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect yeah, I wouldn't have to do that. I cut mine into two and a half inch squares. So I think I think I need to bring my scraps into the office and use our die cut. <laughs> hey, it's Lindsay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we need to pause for an ad break. We'll be back with Lori in just a minute. Um, so I'm always so interested in people's sewing rooms. So did you want to describe yours and maybe tell us a few of your favorite features? Like do you have furniture or storage options that you just love? So my studio is in the basement and it's a walkout basement. Uh, when we moved, we moved here two years ago and uh, I claimed this corner and my husband built the walls. So and in the far corner, I've got where I'm at now, my, my kind of work, you know, working station with my computer and print printers and everything. But um, I there's a bay window down here and I put my sewing machine table right in front of that bay window and my my furniture is all thrift finds it's all that 80s oak furniture but it looks great down here and i've got um uh like my sewing table was an old desk and my husband cut out a section of it and put in a lift so my sewing machine will go up and down and it works fabulous and i get to look out that bay window and at my herb garden in the backyard so it's I have a lot of windows in here, lots of great light. My, um, I have four cabinets that I have all my fabric on those little, those fabric organizer mini bolts. So all my fabric where I can see it. I really love that because it makes it so easy just to grab something to cut. Do you organize I, by color? Yes, everything's by color. I yes. know you said you like <laughs> rainbow, so that makes sense. Rainbow order. Everything's rainbow order. So all my fabrics are rainbow order. I have a, I have like a little antique shelf with vintage jars that has buttons and they're all in color, rainbow color order. And then of course all my threads are all so arranged like that. Um, I have, but I do have kind of whimsical things in here. So it's not just a work area. It's also inspirational for me. So I have a whole mini, just like a lot of folks, I have a little mini quilt wall and under there is my, one of my grandmother's treadle sewing machines. My husband refinished it. Wow. So I have this cute little treadle machine and I have um, like even behind me there, I have, I just got, you can't, you can sort of see. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I just got a fun little um, shelf up here and it's got, I have those giant ball jars filled with wooden spools that I picked up here and there and um, pin cushions. I love pin cushions. So I have lots, all different kinds of pin cushions everywhere down here, I think. So I, the whole space is my favorite space because I can come down here. I have everything at my fingertips. Um, I even have a little closet that has all the extras, you know, the batting and all the goodies in there. So it just makes it a really um, happy place to yeah, be. Yeah, it's full yeah. of all your favorite things. Exactly. Are you always on the lookout when you're out? Like, do you antique shop often? I would say, 
I love thrift shopping. Okay, shopping. thrift shopping. Okay, yeah. I do mostly thrift shopping, but I, we will sneak into the antique shop. But um, I have some favorite hunts that I go and I and um, I've gotten some great, great finds. So it's I don't do a I don't do a ton, uh, but I would say. Well, I, I say that to you, but then now I think about it. I think I probably do more than I can think. But I have found some really, really cute, really, really cute things. So, um, uh, to dec to decorate and and do in this room. So, I, I would say yes. That sounds perfect. Okay, I want to end with just a few fun questions. Okay. Um, favorite color palette. So I didn't know that I had one until I looked at what I make and it always tends to be purple, blue, aqua and apple green. I oh. I tend to I tend to gravitate towards those colors. That's so interesting. Not, yeah. So I, lots of aqua for yeah, sure. I yeah, I always um you know sometimes at the end of the year on Instagram people will there's like that program that pulls together the color palette of your last year of photos. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's like it analyzes your last year of photos you've posted and it pulls together this color scheme. And I see a lot of people post it towards the end of the year. And every time I do mine, it has so much brown in it. And I don't think I use that much brown. <laughs> so it has inspired me to use more colorful fabrics. <laughs> Well, I find too, like when I look at the colors up there, I don't always have purple and, or orange. And so I've made a real attempt to get a lot more orange and purple in the in the stash just to add some variety. Um, I have a lot of fabric from my, my grandmother's attic. So I, I've hauled probably at least 20 to 30 boxes out of there. Wow. Um, and my grandma's been gone for 20 years and I'm still hauling stuff out of that house, but it's intended it to be greens and pinks. It was, so I'm like, Oh, that's what grandma loved was greens and pinks. <laughs> oh, so so I'm fun. around there. It's, it's all fun fabrics, all those cottons. Right. So, yeah, I bet. Okay. What's your favorite quilt block? Okay. So I have, I do have one favorite one and it's called the French star. Okay. I've not heard of that one. It's like, um, it's in the Ruby McKim uh, patchwork book or uh -huh. things from Ruby McKim. But I actually have a quilt, a, a family quilt that used it and it's red in red and green. And so I put it up at Christmas time. Oh, and it's hmm. definitely, and I'm like, it's on my bucket list to make one of these. I think I'll make the blocks bigger than what they did. But it, it almost, um, it kind of has a, it's got a star shape, but this in the center of the side kind of has a orange peel. So it's oh, something I'm probably nice. going to have to hand piece. So that's probably why it's still on my bucket list. But, um, so <laughs> I need to make an accu quilt die for it. <laughs> that's so funny. I was thinking that I'm like, oh, if they did it, I would make it in a heartbeat. Um, but uh, other than that, I would say my favorite blocks or just whatever the one is I'm currently working on because I don't. I like to keep trying new things. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I think yeah. a lot of quilters can agree with that. <laughs> so, what's a sewing tool or product you love? So, I, I have two that are my favorites right now. Um, one is it's a little thread cutter 
by sunflower quilts. And it's like a little triangle pyramid shape that sits on your, um, right by your sewing machine. And it's got little rubber feet, so it doesn't move. And you can, when you're string piecing, you can just cut that string right between the pieces really super fast and it's super cute. And I gave them to all my friends for Christmas this last year. So I love that. And the other surprising thing that I um, love now, I never had it before and I'm wondering now why I never had it was, I have a tulip pink little um, tweezer, almost like a tweezer. And I got it when I purchased, I bought a tulip pink sewing machine and it came with came with it and i thought what am i going to do with all this stuff and then i started to use it and i thought how have i not had this forever so you can you can grab like when the you pull the thread up from when you're threading your machine on the bottom thread you can grab it if it doesn't come all the way up you can grab little threads off things you can you know i just think it's like amazing Amazing. It's like a so simple great. tool, but it yeah. has made an impact. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so don't don't discount the tool that looks new or different because it could become your very, very favorite one. <laughs> um, do you do more early morning sewing or late night sewing? I would say more. I'm definitely a morning person, so I'm not a night owl. I'm in better. I'm in bed early. So, I would tell you that I would sew mostly in the morning but what i finding as i'm getting my routine down is i come down after lunch and so till dinner time oh yeah and then if there's something really good i'm working on i will come down a little bit earlier so i try and get my like my housework or things like that done in the morning and sometimes i even i just prep the meals sometimes too so that once i come down here i don't have to <laughs> I don't have to do anything else. That's I a just good don't. plan because once you start sewing, you might not stop and get anything done. <laughs> and when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone and I want to keep going. And, the, um, and I find, uh, but I sew every day. I sew every single day. Good. That's it's good. Just something. It's just part of who I am now, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. I love that. Um, can you share what you're working on right now? Okay. So. I am not one of those people who does one thing only until it's finished and then moves on. So I have at any one time, probably 10 to 15 projects going wow. on. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I have too many ideas. So, um, and what I also find too, is if I say I'm string, I'm piecing a quilt, uh, and it gets tedious, I need a break. So I'll go work on another project for a little bit and come back to it. So, but I would say, I just I just finished a super secret project. So uh -huh. I can't show you that one, but I've been doing um, some of my original patterns that lend themselves to AccuQuilt. I've been redoing the pattern patterns so you can cut them out with your AccuQuilt. So I'm making the new samples just to make, testing my, testing that. I'm working on some baby quilts for friends, children. Uh, suddenly there's been a burst of the, those. I have like three of those, <laughs> three of those to make. So I'm pin basting one of those today. I'm working on, I had a pattern that I made probably five years ago called Modern Dahlia. And it's this gorgeous purple gradation of color, like a big flower, half of a flower on a 
on a gray background. I did it all by hand. And people have been asking for that pattern for years. And I finally, I could, to be honest, I couldn't figure out how to draw it in electric quilt and I wanted to do it. And um, for some reason, during all this time I've had this last year, I figured it out. So I've been working on that. I've got a mini version I'm starting with. And once you have one, you can change the size to anything you want. So, but I'm, I'm working on that mini version of it. So there's a few of the things. You're a busy lady. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to us, Lori. This is so fun. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's, um, it's really been nice to work with you guys and, uh, and have you appreciate you know, the work that I do as well. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Lindsay. I really enjoyed my chat with Lori. She's so inspiring. I really love that she follows her passions and new opportunities come to her. So I just can't wait to see what she does next. As always, we'll link to the resources Lori mentioned in the show notes, and we'll also link to Lori's website and social media so that you can connect with her more. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week.